Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name's Tina Nall, and I'll be your host for our podcast today with Rashmi Joshi, who is the CEO and founder of Asha AI. Welcome, Rashmi. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about aging safely at home. Um, and Rashmi is going to be talking about Asha Care. So Rashmi, can you give our audience a little bit about your background before we start talking about Asha Care? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm what you would call a startup gal through and through. Um, so I've basically been working on early stage ventures for my entire career. Um, and I've been fortunate along the way to have experienced a couple of exits working alongside some wonderfully knowledgeable people. Um, and I'm very excited actually to work on Asha because it's just really near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, Asha was founded um, based on my grandmother's cancer journey uh, about three years ago, just prior to the pandemic. And so it really helped teach me how difficult it is to care for aging family members when you're not physically nearby. Um, and it was, it was just wild to me that nothing really exists to solve for that pain point in modern day technology amongst the host of different apps and tablets and devices that we have. Um, it's really still very difficult to care for, you know, aging family members or even those with disabilities um, if you are not physically living with them. And so that's how I came to found Asha. Um, so Asha is named after my grandmother um, and it means hope in Sanskrit. Um, and uh, very excited now to kind of shift gears into the execution phase of the company where we're actually getting to see for the first time uh, people using our product and finding it valuable. So that's very exciting. Well, thank you for sharing that. So now as we kind of um, turn into looking at Asha Care, can you describe for the audience um, how it got started? I think you just uh, shared a little bit of that and the passion behind it. Yeah, so Asha was basically built to help elderly folks to age in place at home um, and do that in a uh, setting where they're feeling more empowered and independent about how their care is being managed. Uh, but also for the family caregiver like myself, uh, like my aunt and uncle, like my mother, who really just want more peace of mind, knowing what's actually happening with the health of uh, their aging relatives uh, without it being obtrusive as they're going throughout their day. And so Asha is a fully voice enabled remote care platform that helps elderly folks to age in place and keeps their family members or anyone who's involved as part of their care team informed on what's happening with their health. And so our goal really is to help provide uh, elderly folks with a tool and a platform that can help them uh, stay healthier for longer and stay at home, stay more independent um, for as long as they possibly can. And so we do this with a voice first interface, uh, which I think makes all the most difference, right? Because if you're developing a product um, that's specifically focused for a non-tech savvy population, um, it becomes really difficult to figure out what channels work, what interfaces work, and how to actually build a product from a design perspective uh, that's not just easy for them to use, but it becomes intuitive and ingrained into their daily routine. Um, so that was really our focus in how we built Asha was it was focused around, you know, those who are not tech savvy um, and probably have some problems with their vision, uh, might have hearing loss issues, 
or they might even not be mobile at that point in their lives. Um, and so we decided that a voice-based interface made the most sense because if it's as easy as having a conversation with uh, your loved one, um, then you're more likely to use it throughout the day. Yeah, great. Um, my company does very similar um, with a purpose-built console that uses um, the speech also um, and is a plug-and-play. So so that um, makes me want to ask what strategy you're going to use to overcome the challenges associated with putting modern technology like app-based um, uh, platform in the hands of an elder patient. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've probably experienced this as well as you've been building, uh, building out your product. But I think the registration process and the onboarding has to be very, very easy and straightforward um, with as little handholding as possible. Um, so if you can empower an elderly person or someone who is disabled to be able to onboard onto your app, your platform, your device, whatever it is that they're meant to be using in a really seamless fashion, uh, where they don't require a caregiver or a PCP or any care team member to be a part of that onboarding, um, I think that's really the first part of the problem or first part of the puzzle, if you will. Um, and so for us, we made registration super simple because you can actually register on behalf of your aging family member mm -hmm. as a caregiving uh, family member through our website. Um, so we're basically offloading as much of that initial grunt work, if you will, um, onto the family caregiver who is a bit more tech savvy, um, at least to get things set up. And then um, the other part of it also comes down to accessibility, as you know. Uh, so being able to have a different interface for um, the aging or disabled demographic than you would for uh, you know, someone who's in their 20s and who's quite tech savvy. Um, being able to have buttons that are bigger, you know, some of these things that we don't really think about that much, but um, having colors that stand out but are not irritating to your eyes, um, having font that's really easy to read, um, and it's probably larger in text as well. Um, so all of these sort of smaller design changes, I think, are really impactful uh, when you're building for that, uh, you know, aging demographic, um, because you want them to be able to interact with your technology really fluidly um, and making sure that you're catering to people who have problems with their vision um, or even hearing loss, as I mentioned, making sure that the audio commands that you're using are really simple. They're loud enough for people to hear. Um, all of these are small things that you can do as you're basically building your product to, to make it more accessible. Wow, it sounds like you've thought of all of the uh, variables that can pose challenges for the senior population. Good for you. Um, can you also explain how condition management and preemptive care can help keep um, elderly uh, patients at home and feeling safer? Absolutely. Um, well, I think the name of the game in all things digital health, as I was just actually at, at Health uh, 2022, um, where we saw so many different innovations in the digital health space, um, many of which are focused on preventative care for a good reason. Uh, we have this tremendous uh, aging population, not just in the U.S., but globally. 
And we actually don't have enough beds in hospice and in hospitals to care for uh, that demographic. So at-home care at this point really has to evolve. Um, and so what's really important in how we're making some of these uh, product decisions is that, you know, hopefully you're building something that is actually helping create a more healthy patient population in the long run. Um, and I think, as you said, that starts with preventative care. Um, so what does preventative care mean? I mean, there's so many different ways that you can build something for it to be preventative. Um, for us, what we wanted to do was take a proactive approach in understanding how uh, the care plan is being managed at home. And it's something that we don't have much insight into today, right? Uh, you know, your physician tells you, hey, take this pill twice a day um, and then come back if you have any issues. Uh, but there's very little insight into how care plans are being managed at home. Are patients actually taking their medicines on time? Um, are they exercising according to, uh, you know, what their physician has documented as part of their plan? Um, are they following their medical diets? Um, so there's all these little things uh, beyond just taking medications that can be really impactful uh, to managing the health of uh, any kind of a patient, elderly or otherwise. Um, and to date, we really haven't had insight into how care is being managed at home. So what we want to focus on at ASHA is, you know, we have a patent pending conversational analysis solution uh, that allows us to take the verbal conversations we have with patients a um, few times a day and then analyze those for different kinds of indicators of health, uh, be that sentiment, you know, how they're feeling throughout their day, uh, be that whether they're taking their medicines, um, how often they're exercising, are there symptoms that are popping up throughout their day that they don't mention during in-office visits, um, and then cross-referencing that with things like electronic health record data, um, as well as IoT device data, to then generate different recommendations and predictions that can actually help prevent decline. Um, so I think in that sense, what we are building at ASHA is uh, kind of a step further from modern day, uh, you know, predictive analytics, because we're actually getting insight from the patient in terms of how they're feeling throughout their day. Um, and it's all verbal based. Uh, so it's a huge part of the puzzle that to date, no one has really focused on. We haven't had insight into um, but I think it can be very indicative when you're thinking about, you know, what do we need to do to keep this person out of the hospital? And that's really what we choose to focus on in ASHA. That's wonderful. And it also solves a little bit for um, isolation type feelings um, because there's interaction going on. So that's that's great. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you see as next for ASHA care? Um, well, I'm very excited to share that we, you know, we launched recently and I'm, uh, it's been, it's been going fantastically well. People are spending a ton of time on the app. Uh, so happy and, and thrilled about that. Um, next steps for us is, uh, you know, we'll be starting, um, basically launching Asha in different kinds of enterprise settings as well. So, uh, you know, if you are a medical insurance provider, um, and are looking for a preventative care solution that's going to help with, you know, elderly beneficiary expenditure. Um, you know, we're doing several pilots uh, that are related to, to that, as well as looking at different healthcare and clinical settings uh, where ASHA could be meaningful. Um, and of course, we're always looking for people to, to become users. Um, and we're looking for them to share their stories with us, because I think 
beyond just technology, the most impactful thing that we're building at ASHA is really the community. Um, we, we really strongly believe that, you know, technology is just one part of the puzzle. Um, so next steps for us is really just building out that community of family caregivers, of clinicians, of elderly patients who can benefit not just from ASHA, but from all of these different tools, services that are now coming out in the industry um, and can share those insights in a meaningful way. Yeah, it's tremendously interesting that you are um, looking at the adult caregiver um, as a means to uh, get to the elderly that, that need the support. Um, our company does the same thing with the friends and family app and it's mm -hmm. a differentiator because that's where, you know, um, you can create a double or dual level of reassurance, both for the patient and then for the adult caregiver. And, and you're so right about the demographic and we've got to look at different ways to do what we've known to be traditional care using the hospital as the front door um, and help people stay independent as long as possible in their home. So good for you. I love your mission. Um, and it was a pleasure meeting you. Are there any uh, closing comments you'd like to make for the audience? Um, well, I guess I would say the other part of why we focus on, uh, on ASHA is also because we want to help deburden the family caregiver. Um, I think being a family caregiver is something no one really thinks about until they're put in that position of, of caring for an aging family member or someone who might be dealing with a disability. Um, and it's just incredibly exhausting emotionally, physically. Um, and so the other part of why we're building ASHA the way we are is because we want to help family caregivers uh, to feel a little bit more empowered about how they're managing care as well. Um, so any final thoughts? I mean, um, you know, please come come find us. Uh, I'm always available. So you can reach me directly at rushme at ashaai.com. Um, and we are actively, you know, looking for people to not just become users, but as I mentioned, we're launching uh, enterprise sales shortly. So if you are an employer who can think of Asha's, you know, value add cherry on top of your group health plans to offer uh, all of your employees, then uh, please reach out. Um, and uh, and yeah, so we're really excited to to continue sharing Asha and building on the features that we have so far, um, and also of course to build out um, our community. So thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for being with us today. It's been a pleasure meeting you, and I wish you a lot of luck going forward uh, with your solution. Thank you.